0: Okay, well, I'm about to start, so shut the fuck up. Hello! Welcome to A Star to Steer by... A Star Trek podcast Coming to your ears Blasting in your head You're gonna come a lot
1: It's that kind of episode, okay
0: Yeah, I guess so, I don't know Fisting. Fisting. Cool, anyway This is A Star to See Her by The Star Trek podcast Because there are no others, nope, as true. you know
2: It's the only one, or at least the best one <laughs>
0: And this is episode one hundred ninety-eight. Wow! Oh, My name is Jake, <laughs> and I'm joined today by.
3: <laughs>
0: Sorry, uh,
3: when we wooed Phantom, gave us the nastiest look. So, As well, well
2: he no, should. it wasn't nasty. It was kind of bemused. Maybe
3: anyway. This is Chris.
1: This is Ames, and this is Caitlin.
0: And today we'll be talking about two episodes yep. of three episodes <gasps> of Star Trek. Deep Space Nine.
3: What the hell is going on?
0: Yeah, well, that's because in a couple of weeks, we're going to have a two-parter that's kind of... yeah, It's not named part one and part two. So in order for those two episodes to fall on the same episode, we decided to squeeze three in this week. Deep Space Nine is the second live-action spinoff of the original Star Trek series starring William Shatner, Leonard Nimoy, and Bones and um just a pile, just
1: a pile of bones <laughs>
0: it's Following called a skeleton the, uh quite successful star trek the next generation with patrick stewart and now we're talking about star trek Deep space nine which has avery brooks and friends you know i'm just saying this stuff for people that might be tuning in for the first time i know a lot of you already know what star trek is and know what deep space nine is but in case you just stumbled on this podcast uh, i figured i'd give you the background so we'll be talking about three episodes the ascent rapture not rupture and ah. the darkness and the light. The darkness and, and the, the light. light. Uh, Ascension so real... and
2: the rapture sound like the same thing, don't they? The ascent. Mm. Oh, sorry. It's the the ascent, ascent, ascent and rapture. It sounds similar. I, yeah, it's
0: possible. Yeah, if if you're talking about heavenly things. So in the ascent, it's odd couples week, yep. and <laughs> in which in our a plot we have Odo has been assigned to take Quark to some place to give testimony at a grand jury. And Odo, of course, assumes it's about something Quark did and he's, you know, going to go to jail for a long time. So he's reveling in the uh, prospect of bringing Quark to prison. But en Root, and in the shuttlecraft, in the runabout, I guess, Quark hears something funny with his big ears. My what big would. ears he has. Uh, <laughs> they pry up the deck boards and they look underneath and there's a bomb!
2: Huh? Yes! Someone Quark- set yeah. us up the bomb!
0: Someone set us up the bomb. So anywho, bomb blows up, damages the runabout in such a way that they have to crash land. And it turns out that the, cra- the landing destroys pretty specific- much everything of very use. Very
1: specific things. <laughs>
0: yeah. So like the transmitter, all except two ration packs and all except one survival coat and hammer pants. And the replicator. Um, And the replicator. But they do, you know, Quark is like, well, you know, I think the transmitter will work if we get to higher ground. And there happens to be the Matterhorn, like, over there. So why don't we head up there? We'll bring the transmitter with us, and uh, we'll be all set. The rest of the episode is Quark and Odo trudging through the woods up this mountain, being, you know, salty to each other, but also with some love. Well, yeah, uh, but don't don't forget the magic. Uh, eventually Odo, uh, they have a big fight and Odo falls down and breaks his crown <coughs> and Quark ah! came tumbling after. I see that's good. And, uh, then Quark had to drag Odo up the rest of the mountain, at least until they were close to death. At which point Quark finally leaves Odo behind to drag the, uh, transmitter up the rest of the way. And they're eventually rescued and, uh, it's great. And they still love hate each other. Also, in the B plot of this episode, it is uh, Nog's return. Well, not permanent return, but he's on like a sophomore internship or other. kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, like I guess it's Starfleet Academy in your second year, you get to go to a star base and hang out and do shit.
1: Excuse to have Aaron Eisenberg back on the show. Yeah, <laughs> yep.
0: which exactly. I love. So he's back, and uh, now, and he and uh, Jake are very excited because they're gonna. Li- they're gonna room together, best friends, living the bachelor life on Yay. Deep Space Nine. But it turns out that uh while he's been at Starfleet Academy, Nog's turned into a total square. Fucking and is like Harold
2: or whatever. You got you, you gotta lose all this it.
0: stuff. Herbert, Herbert. Um, <laughs> meanwhile Jake has turned into a total slob. So we have, you know, Nog the neat freak get up at four AM and do push-ups and Jake who's like I just want to play Dom Jod all day. And just
1: shed clothing everywhere. And just throw
0: my clothes around the room. <laughs> yeah.
1: How um, many outfits does he wear in a day that seriously? he's wasting this many pieces of clothing? It doesn't all of make
0: them. sense. I mean, especially since all those clothes fit into one suitcase. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, in the end, you know, there's a scene, you know, they get angry with each other Nog's like fuck this, I'm leaving. And then uh, Cisco and Rom get together, and they're like, "Boy, our kids sure suck, um, <laughs> but maybe they could teach each other something. So we should force them to be friends again." And they do, and without really talking about it or like settling anything, they're just friends again. So
1: for for nice. at least the time that they're on screen together, and then yeah, right punches.
3: <laughs> so uh, with the B plot, like. It was pretty obvious that you know they were gonna go all odd couple, that you know, uh Nog was gonna become a bit more of a hard ass and this, that, and the other thing. But I was sort of disappointed that the scheme to get them back together wasn't somehow more convoluted than just Cisco pulling rank.
1: I mean, Cisco did have to fake, like, oh, there's no other quarters we could put a single person on the on the whole station, no, even I, though uh, we learn next episode that Cassidy's quarters have just been sitting th- th- there doing nothing.
3: Yeah. But, uh... Well, guess was-
1: last time, they weren't friends anymore. They
2: stuck them in the brig together until they <laughs> got along. Maybe they could have, like, I don't know, put them in sickbay. Oh, no, because that's where Cork and Odo wound up.
3: Well, they you're were in the sickbay on the
2: Defiant. No, they were
0: on the Defiant. Oh,
2: fair enough. Yeah, they could have wound up in sickbay. Like, but oh, you no, you know both got uh... some fever or other. Guess you have yeah. to
1: hang out here until you're better. Yep, let's expose both of them to COVID nineteen.
0: Oh, too soon!
2: No, no, they're
3: they're right at least soon. up to COVID thirty six by then.
1: Well, on
2: COVID nineteen, they could easily cure, I'm sure, by then. No, well, wait, what the year nineteen. Is this? Mm-hmm. The,
3: the nineteen comes from the year it was.
0: No, but I, I like I like perpetuating the joke that it's the nineteenth one because idiots actually think that. <laughs>
1: and God, people. They're like. Uh,
3: how bad could it be? The first eighteen, I didn't even notice. Oh. <laughs> it's a
1: good impression.
3: It, it is. is a good impression. It is. But yeah, no, because I was really excited that like Cisco and and Brom were sitting around being like dads, and I was I was hoping it would be a bit more uh, ridiculous. But I guess that would have fucked with the tone of the episode because like it was already a little like. It wasn't too, too bad, but it was a little, like, uh eh, going from, like, very serious, deathly climbing a hill to, like Jake said, odd couple shenanigans. Yeah, Jake very fillery. His, yeah, Jake leaving his pants in a replicator for some reason. Like, why were they in a replicator? <laughs> who,
0: who? He was trying to replicate the stains off. <laughs> like, there had to be a better
3: way to show he was slovenly than his clothes everywhere. Because, like you said, Ames, like... What is this boy changes clothes every five minutes? Yeah. What is going on?
1: Like Nog comes back at one point, says he's been out doing doing tasks for nine hours, and yeah. the whole quarters are coated in shirts. Like, we already know that <laughs> would that be shirted in
3: shirts? So, <laughs> I love that. Nice, that's, that's good. Like, we already know that Star Trek technology makes no sense, and every pad only has approximately half a megabyte of memory. So you need, like, separate pads for separate books and things. So it would have made more sense for him to have, like, pads everywhere. Like, oh, well, these are different stories I'm working mm. on. This is my yeah. Dom Jot pad. Yeah, these are notes. Yeah, but that wouldn't
2: translate as easily for the audience as I, being schmutz. It still could
0: have been
3: clutter, though, you know? Yeah, but...
0: See, I, I think I think it would have been better if we saw, like, Nog organizing shit, like, mm. meticulously. And yeah. then Jake fucks it up
3: like
1: you know this isn't where I like this thing I like it somewhere where I know where it is
3: yeah like just random clothes everywhere just
0: didn't work it was like what the fuck yeah
1: these are writers that don't know how to write teenage boys I think
0: clearly I mean it's also but I'm you know I I also kind of struggle it's like okay when I think of like the college dude you know slob trope it's like pizza boxes Soda cans and jerk-off material. Yeah, I
2: was going to say, dirty dishes, like, semen-soaked socks, and probably porn. Dishes
3: everywhere totally could have worked, because even Cisco remarked on his inability to remember to put a dish back in the replicator.
2: Mm -hmm. Like, I could believe that over
3: the course of nine hours, (laughs) he, like, got a lot of drinks and
0: ate a couple of times and... I would love it if when you replicate a pizza, it replicates with the cardboard box.
3: Uh, I mean, if it doesn't. He has a bunch of
0: cardboard boxes.
3: If it doesn't, there's something wrong with the replicator. You got to get that tiny table, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not that anyone uses that anymore. I haven't seen one of those in years.
1: I used to repurpose those in my dollhouse. Nice. Yeah, they make a good little table. Yeah. Yeah. But we also see that Jake has, has been, you know, writing stuff, and Nog yep. has, re- has, you know, gone and edited past prologue, which is hilarious, because that was the name of an episode of DS9. I
2: thought it was. Yeah, was it so an that episode was... that needed some more editing? Because um, that would have been even
1: funnier. I, don't, I honestly don't remember much about it. I think that was the one where Odo, was. everyone was mad at Odo for being a shifter? I don't remember now. No, that was a man alone. I don't remember past prologue. But
0: no. Oh, the, the, that's the one where... it's a Jadzia episode, isn't
3: it? Nope, it is... Oh, it's actually the third episode of the show. Ah. Well, if you count the first two parts of Emissary two separate episodes. Uh, a member of the Majoran Underground seeks asylum on DS9, attracting the oh. attention for Cardassians and Klingons and testing Kira's loyalties. That's
0: right. I remember it now.
1: Yeah, yeah But the joke that the writers have is uh, that Jake Sisko is the one writing Deep Space Nine, the show... Therefore, they can blame, um, that bad episode, but he who is without sin, on Jake Sisko. Mm. <laughs>
0: what? Also, he also wrote an episode where he gets laid by a weird alien chick, so. That Ugh. sounds right.
1: The muse, yeah. Ugh. Yikes. But yeah, the other um, element of the B-plot, before we move on, um, so Rom has a sneaking suspicion that Nog could be a changeling, so yeah. he steals his blood. <laughs> yep. Rom! What?! <laughs> And also like
2: it's not like he's a medical professional. Like how did he do it? I just think yeah. like, I'm scared with, that he just like cut no. him open without with not a table no way, too. knife there's, or there's something. A,
0: there's, there's a great episode of uh It's Always Sunny in yeah, Philadelphia where you know a couple of the characters are trying to prove that one of the other characters is actually Danny DeVito's son. Mm. Not Danny oh, not Danny. literally Danny, De, Danny DeVito's character. Frank, Frank so they so they keep Stealing his blood while he sleeps. Oh, but of course they're incredibly incompetent, so they like put it in a plastic shopping bag. Oh, and Like bring it to a lab.
2: Does he, he keep like, waking does he keep blood. waking up really weak and anemic because yep. they yeah. take the blood <laughs> yeah. Good. Yeah. So he probably also thinks that like there's a vampire about or what? Because I just feel like that's he thinks he's losing it, yeah. Yeah, he
0: he thinks that he thinks he's about to die. The whole episode is that he thinks he's about to die. So they're trying to figure <laughs> out who Paternity to figure out who gets his money when he dies.
2: Oh God! Uh, but it turns
0: I, out he's not really dying; he's just having his blood stolen. <laughs>
3: Jesus. I know, I know, I know. We've said this before, but I can't remember if it's been on air. They need to get Danny DeVito on Star Trek someday. I,
1: I think we've said that many times, and I wholeheartedly agree. He needs to be on everything. Danny sure. DeVito is just a fucking treasure.
3: But yeah, no, that was weird. Eight hours now. Uh, I think it's fine.
2: <laughs> <That is some laughs> Such a dummy.
3: But yes, it is weird that Nog did not wake
0: up. From that, like... Well, I mean, I'm presuming they use, like, an inverse hypo spray, you know, that just...
3: Yeah, but while I imagine the hypo spray is relatively painless, I still feel like you feel something.
2: Or you'd at least hear it going...
0: Well, as we also find out in this episode, Ferengi are remarkably sound sleepers. Mm. True. Oh. True. Like they must, actually it's probably a biological thing because if they woke easily with those ears. That's true. Yeah. Like any little noise would probably. And yeah, it's constantly true. raining on Parenganar.
3: Yeah. yeah, but raining so is a they
0: probably evolved to just sleep very deeply.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: Cool, so moving on to the A plot. It's not, it's not like the most interesting plot or a plot that's very sci-fi or that anything happens. But Armin and Renee are very cute. They'll yeah, it's like very
3: much, it's very much a character piece. I do enjoy the, the twist early on that uh, it turns out even Odo wasn't cleared to know exactly what was happening and was just trying to get o- Quark to incriminate himself.
0: Yeah, the, the bluffing angle was good.
3: Though, it was. shame on Starfleet or the Federation prosecutor or whatever, because it's like, oh, hey, just so you know your guy is going to be a state's witness against some of the biggest criminals in space. Because hmm. like he said, if he known the fucking Orion Syndicate was involved, they would have taken the
2: Defiant.
1: Yeah. But and had, idea, like,
2: security and all kinds of shit. Not just yeah, the two is the them. idea
1: that the bomb was set up by the Orion Syndicate in the roundabout?
2: Either
3: by them directly or someone they hired, yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, I forgot if that got really, like, established or if I just kind of assumed...
3: Yeah, no, you're supposed to, like, they don't say exactly the details, but, yeah, presumably if they're as powerful as they sound, like, they're basically, it sounds like the Space Mafia.
0: Yeah. And these are the same Orions from the Cage. Yeah. Yeah. So. Who I thought? We know we, that they're slavers. At yeah.
3: Least. Yeah, we haven't seen them since then, but they've been referenced a bunch of times. Yeah, uh, And uh, they're, yeah, generally a, as as criminal entities.
0: Yeah, I think we actually will get an episode later in this series that like, dives pretty deep into the Orions. Oh, interesting. Oh, oh
2: cool.
0: I'd forgotten. Well, I
2: know they're um, still popping up from time to time in present day, right? Yeah, and they yeah, show up well, we see them a couple in,
3: times in Enterprise too,
0: and in by the time we get to at least um, lower decks, there's a character that is yeah, Tendi is Orion. Yeah. I yeah. think and as of just, Aaron, as a Starfleet officer. So, yeah, apparently a, it's not a racial thing. It's just if you're not not all Orions are criminals. Some of them are.
3: No, it's, that's true. But yeah, the only time they've mentioned them up until this point is as related to the criminal element of the Orions. What, what were you we, saying, Ames?
1: Oh, I was going to say, there's um, in the as of recording the most recent Discovery episode. There's, a, I believe, um, we get to see some of what looks like the future Orion Syndicate. Yep. But also, we did see them in TAS. Oh, I oh, forgot about we?
3: that. You're right, we yeah. did. I
1: mean, we try to forget TAS to begin with. Were That's they true. baddies? Were they, yeah, of course they I were. I don't remember. They were pirates.
3: And there's a handful of Orions in uh, the Kelvin timeline.
1: Those don't count.
0: Oh yeah, doesn't Kirk bang one?
1: Yeah, of course he does.
0: And I think Chekhov.
1: He bangs Chekhov? I don't <laughs> remember
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a deleted scene from
3: beyond. So um, we're out here
1: shooting on Mount Whitney. No, Whitney. Pretending it's cold because it actually wasn't cold. I was wondering. <laughs> that's funny. It was just a pleasant day.
3: Hmm. Better than hot.
1: Yeah, so they added that line being like, how could it be so cold when it's sunny out? Just to make sure, like, no, no, it's be cold, even though you're sweating under these coats. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's got to be one of the one of the few, like, Star Trek location shoots that's not in the desert, so that's yeah. nice. Yeah.
3: I mean, that's the thing. Maybe it uh, seems weird to some people. I mean, we're in New England. It can be very sunny and 20 degrees. So, I mean, it's not that weird. Sometimes the sunniest
2: days are the coldest days here, especially in the winter. Yeah. Because, like, if there's a lot of snow and the glare, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Yeah, Iris Stephen Bear says a lot of the origin of this episode was they really, he really wanted to do a spin on Waiting for Godot, but with Odo (laughs) and Clark. And I'm like, ugh, gross, because I'm not a fan of that play.
2: (laughs) I don't know the play.
3: (laughs) I just, oh, I wish they'd just like, at some point, gotten the two of them in their full makeup, but in the like, you know, I can't think of the character name, but like, you know, because aren't they supposed to be in like formal wear and little hats or something? Am I
0: making
1: that up? If uh, that's the
0: case, why wasn't this episode called Waiting for a Doe? A Doe? Like Odo.
1: But... Oh, God. Oh. oh. God damn it.
3: Because they unfortunately weren't waiting for him. They were waiting for a uh,
0: rescue of some kind.
1: Yeah, which apparently the Defiant just shows up. Why did that happen? Well, I'm uh, guessing for... that
0: they weren't far that far away from Deep Space Nine. Oh,
1: okay, okay. I it couldn't... didn't
0: take long for them to get there.
1: They'd been flying for four days.
0: Yeah, but the
3: Defiant have can they? probably go a lot faster than a runabout. Oh yeah, and since yeah. we know warp is exponential, like,
0: and have plus they've they been f- flying for four days.
1: They though, established yeah. it was at one the point. Total, been... The
0: total trip was four days.
3: No, no they and They
1: had been flying four days. Oh, the total I, trip was going to take nine or eight. Right, eight or nine. At least a yeah,
0: week. and they'd
3: already been on the planet for several days, so they would probably gotten word that Odo hadn't shown up and had already started looking, and then. Quark got the transmitter to the mountaintop and got it on.
1: Got it on? Mm. I don't know, I feel like it could have just been a different ship passing by and they were in their medbay and that would have made sense.
0: Yeah, but that would have involved hiring extras. Yeah. Could have been an Orion syndicate ship.
1: No! Womp womp. (laughs) But
0: yeah, I, I don't remember the top speed of a runabout,
3: but I'm sure the Defiant can go faster.
1: I remember that they are warp capable.
3: They are. They are.
1: So it's not like a shuttle pod.
3: No, but it probably maxes out well below warp eight or nine, which I imagine the Defiant can do.
0: But even at that, if they were that close to death, maybe they weren't as close to death as they thought. Maybe. maybe.
3: They're being
1: Because
0: preserved Odo had, cold. like, just when he got rescued, he had already assumed that Quark was dead. Yeah. Well,
1: that's because it was becoming nighttime
0: hmm.
1: on that planet.
0: So was it the same day that he that Quark left?
3: Maybe
1: I, that, I we assume also, that. We also don't know how long a day on that planet would be. Yeah, yeah true, true. Like
3: that's
1: yeah. something that we don't that we almost never explore. are planets that have di- have like wildly different day and nights. Uh, no, that's uh, true.
3: Circles, cycles and, or and this is
0: locked planets.
3: Class yeah. and this is class
0: L.
1: Yeah, it's barely, barely habitable. On.
0: That's one. That's one letter before M. So yep. you know. It's almost M. But not quite. Not quite. Not, not, not quite.
2: quite. This, this, and lucky that uh, Quark knew how to fucking splint a broken leg, especially one yeah, like so comically like gumby broken <laughs> as Odo's. <laughs> It was like, I think my leg is broken. It was, like, behind his head. Like, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I gotta <laughs> yeah. say it. It looked pretty, yeah. It doesn't look great. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm not gonna oh, lie to no you.
3: was taking that really well. If my leg was that broken, all I would be able to say is uh, incoherent screaming.
2: <laughs>
0: uh, I mean, well, keep it in wasn't mind. like they fell down a great distance. They rolled down a gentle slope. Yeah. <laughs> Like yeah. what the fuck happened?
2: He hit so a like, really big
0: rock on the way down.
3: The
2: snow has- isn't really snow; it's explosives. <laughs>
1: you just <laughs> shit my leg. Right, but also Odo hasn't been a human for all that long. He probably doesn't really get like injuries, like how injuries are bad. Because mm. normally, like he doesn't yeah, get but, injured by. But anything. that also means he doesn't know pain. Probably,
2: right? Which means this should be excruciating. Like, if he hasn't had many injuries in his life, I would not expect him to just be like, oh, I think my leg is broken. Like, I don't know.
0: Oh, he's just fighting through the pain. I don't know.
2: Very tough, man. Apparently.
0: This is interesting, though, because, right, th- this is an episode that would not have worked with Odo as a changeling. Correct. Nope. He even says in the episode, I could have just turned myself into a bird and flown to the fucking top of the mountain.
1: Yeah. Also, this episode makes a whole lot more sense why his hair gets all tussled and gross, wherein I think it was in the um, episode, I want to say Crossfire, crossfire where fire. he's got like a loose strand of hair and we were picking on him for like, that's not a thing that would happen with Odo, but now it makes sense. Now it sense
3: can. Yeah, yeah. Because he right does of-
1: have actual hair. He
3: has to use pomade and it was a- all blown up in the explosion.
1: God damn that explosion! Yeah,
0: I, I have, I, I actually take some exception to how a um runabout is stocked with stuff because apparently because it wasn't like a huge explosion. Yeah, they were standing explosion? within feet of it, and neither of yeah. them were injured in the explosion.
1: Right? Like I thought they they managed to contain the explosion mostly by having it mostly in the, the beam. The beam.
0: But well, yeah, apparently it, it was enough to destroy ship, but... all of the survival gear. Yeah. Even though, ridiculous. where
1: is that held?
0: Right. Uh, directly under that yes, floor. Yeah, I going to
1: say,
2: we're right where the bomb was held.
0: <laughs> you know
3: what it is? We only saw that bomb. There were a bunch of other tinier bombs in all the, like, storage areas, just in case.
2: Yeah, it's like how you, you know, used to... Warn your kids about, you know, Halloween candy being dangerous. Yeah. There's little bombs and all the, uh... Yeah, yeah. I think it's more likely that, uh, they were like, uh, there's no room in this pantry for this bomb. Let's just throw out all these rations and put the bomb <laughs> in the pantry. It's perfect. <laughs> so actually, no rations were injured. They just were removed for bomb storage.
1: See, If they said things destroyed in the crash, or, like, if the sp- if the roundabout had, like... Broken up in the crash, and they couldn't find where the rest of it was. That'd be one thing. Yeah, but yeah. Like the explosion. Like if the explosion were that bad that it was taking out whole sections, then they should be exposed to uh, to space and be dead.
3: Yeah, mm. yeah. Doesn't make a ton well, of sense. Well, they did.
0: He did say that they were losing atmosphere, and that's why they had to crash land. Oh,
3: okay. I missed that.
0: Um,
2: yeah, I feel like Odo mentions that he like, "Why is it yeah. so cold out there?" And he's like, "It's cold in here because we have a crack." or Well, some no. Shit. Even
0: before they crashed he was saying that the ship was damaged and that they were losing atmosphere in space. Yeah, so they already had a hull hull breach. Yeah. It just
3: got worse when they
0: crashed.
1: It just got crashed when they crashed.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yep.
0: (sighs) I wonder, though, right, so somehow, under Odo's watchful eye as chief of security, Orion syndicate agents not only boarded the station with a bomb were able to get it onto the runabout, which should be a pretty secure thing.
3: They can probably afford to just bribe members of his staff.
0: Maybe.
2: Conversely, he spends a lot more time sleeping, eating, masturbating, pooping, Mm -hmm. peeing than he used to. So there's bound Mm -hmm. to be some things slipping by. Even his most watchful gaze. Yeah, it's
3: less watchful than he used to be.
1: Quark makes a comment, some something to the effect of, "Oh yeah, you never did all, did all these various things before, you know, eat, sleep, make love. Now you can." I'm like, "Is is Quark gonna make love to Odo? Is this <laughs> when it finally love happens?" To you like
2: We gotta, we gotta, you gotta want conserve me our
4: warmth.
1: <laughs> I said that at one point. I was like, "I hope you they did.
4: strip
2: down and uh, wrap themselves in blankets to to survive." I was sorely disappointed that that never happened. I. uh... I'm sure Odo was, too, secretly.
3: Just thinking, though, when, you know, Odo is sure he's gonna gonna croak, and he, you know, whoever's listening just, like, you know, reminds them to please uh, desiccate and sell Quark's body, even though it's probably not worth much. Uh, and then uh, there was something about him wanting his ashes put into his bucket and shot into the Gamma Quadrant that was, like, like weirdly that. moving.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that was nice. Was I
3: also good. like that he has kept his bucket. Hmm. Because he stopped needing it, you know, even before he was a solid, he'd gotten used to, like, being able to sort of contain himself Well, he put Kira's it.
1: plant in it. Kira gave him a yeah. plant.
3: That's right! I forgot about oh, that. Oh, that's
1: get, even nicer, than He did throw it against a wall, but he could probably, get like, resuscitate that plant. Keiko oh, yeah. can do it.
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I thought, I don't know, that was just a really nice touch.
1: I like cool. it even more now that I remember
2: that he put Kira's plant in it. Though. Yeah, that I completely forgot. Like Thank you, Ames. It's, like at first it was just thinking like, oh yeah, it's important because it reminds him of where he's where he's come from and how he's grown, but also it reminds him of his
1: girlfriend. Yeah, so cremate me and the plant together in the bucket.
2: And use me to fertilize something nice on Bajor. No, he must
0: to be uh, shot. I
3: the... know,
2: I know, I know. Cool,
0: well anything else on the ascent?
2: Uh, before uh, to, we move on not a lot to talk about because it's
3: it's a really solid character piece but not oh yes sorry one very last little thing Quark root bringing oh. root beer for Nog no, I non. was thinking of that yeah should... he, he cares in his own weird little way
2: well and especially yeah. since we saw him understand that you know friends are the that episode where he like loses everything but then oh, his friends yeah. bring him stuff friends are the uh, the capital that we made yes. along the way uh, the profit the profit we made along the way sorry yeah
3: that was a nice word. touch uh and i like that Rom was like "Do you think you'd mind if i took one and was like well i would so he's like oh so that means it's fine
1: yeah <laughs> uh, yeah i also like that root beer would be the connective tissue to yep. these two episodes if we hadn't had to make this a three-parter and tack another one on because in rapture we also have a case of root beer to drink
0: yes that's right
1: how did i miss that tell me about it jake yeah I,
0: i've genuinely forgotten about the root beer well, it did come up when Quark was uh, celebrating. Oh, the, that's right! The yes. Federation would be—he's going to sell a lot more, spending root beer. more time there.
1: Oh, that's right. So why is the Federation going to be here, Jake? Well,
0: because excitingly, Bejor's application to be accepted into the Federation has uh, been approved. Oh, no. So uh, all the Starfleet brass are heading out to Deep Space Nine to sign the papers and drive it off the lot. But. Um, <laughs> There's a, there's a bit of a complication in that shortly before this, some artwork had been returned to Bejor from, uh, what's it, uh, Cardassia. Cardassia. You know, it's some ancient artwork of an ancient lost city. And Cisco is like, hmm, well, maybe I can solve the mystery of where this city was located because nobody really knows.
1: Yeah, I'm going to build a sail ship and then I'm going to find a lost city because I don't have any other jobs to do. Damn it, Cisco.
0: Well, and apparently there was like a prophecy that the the emissary would find it or some bullshit. But anyway, in the painting, you can see this obelisk that supposedly got the coordinates of the city, but only two sides are shown. And nobody in the thousands of years that this painting has existed thought, hmm, I wonder if they're reflected in the reflective water that's right behind the obelisk in the painting. And it turns out they are. Which I thought immediately when I saw the painting. <laughs> yeah, me too. Chris said as, soon the same as, thing. as soon as they were like, "Oh, you can only see two sides," I'm like, "But you can also see the other two sides in that waterfall, but you can't see them clearly, so it's not really working out." Cisco makes a model of it in the Hollow Suite, and um, and then he gets zapped. He gets uh, shocked. Some some defective thing in the Hollow Suite shocks him. Yeah, and, to uh, really
1: see it you have to have been zapped first. Yes.
0: <laughs> by Quark's um, faulty machinery. But he uh but it turns out he's okay. He wakes up in uh sick bay and Bashir's like Oi Gafna, you're alright. But your brain's a little bit jumbled, so uh for a couple of days you might see things a little bit brighter. And um And then he sang
2: chim chiminy, chim chiminy, chim chim chiroo and danced on the fucking rooftops.
0: That's right. <laughs> So anyway, sure enough, Cisco starts seeing things more clearly, including things that ain't there. Uh, he starts go having like some weird visions, but they're clearly real because he manages to to see the other two sides of the obelisk and figure out exactly where the city is. Oh, by the way, Cassidy Yates is out of jail. Yay! Uh, so she's yeah, back. She was
2: only away for six months. Yeah, you'd yeah. think be more. Let's for, like let's forget entirely.
1: Some let's forget that she was a traitor. It's fine. She's fine now. So weird.
0: So Cisco drags her to the ruins that he finds under the ground, buried. Starfleet's there, and you know, Admiral SquarePants is there <laughs> and is like, uh, well, Ben, uh sure glad you're doing this Bejor stuff, but uh could you also, you know, do your fucking job? And uh
1: <laughs> Accurate. Sisko, I mean
0: Cisco's sure. uh, like, Yeah, sure. Just as soon as I do all this Bajor stuff. (laughs) So Cisco gets crazier and crazier. Kai Wynn shows up. And, you know, she's at first, she's like, I'm going to derail this whole thing. Because that's what she does. Referring to the the Starfleet thing or the Federation, joining the Federation. And then Sisko is like, look, I'm actually the emissary because I found this lost city that only the emissary could find. And she's like, hmm, well, if Cisco says it's all right, he's clearly the emissary. So I guess I won't derail the whole thing. And then Cisco walks in right as they're about to sign the paperwork and derails the whole thing <laughs> by saying, No, you can't join the Federation. Bajor will be destroyed. I'm crazy.
1: <laughs>
0: and then he collapses on the floor. And it turns Jake out that... Jake has
1: to put him down.
0: <laughs> that, yeah, it turns out that whatever was happening with his brain that was causing these visions is actually killing him. And the only way to, to fix it would be for Bashir, Bashir to do surgery but that would take away the visions. And Jake Sisko's like, well, fuck it. You know, if he's going to die, I'd rather uh, hey, not do that. So Bashir does the surgery. Sisko loses the visions. Admiral, uh, what's his name, Waitley. is like, Ben, I could fire you for this. And honestly, I really should, because you've clearly fucked it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the Bajorans seem to like you. So no harm. Well, quite a bit of harm. <laughs> No foul.
2: <laughs> okay. And then some geese run by. All right, also foul. Ah, ah. No,
1: it's the emos. The emos yes. are back. <laughs> uh,
3: here's the thing. Admiral Wheatlin's there.
2: Admiral
3: <laughs> should have, like... Knowing that Cisco had been injured and was effectively high as a kite because of it, should have insisted Cisco stay away from everything. He should have been like, you know what? Yes, stay in this dank-ass cave. I'll deal with literally everything else. Like, you should have known something was gonna go hooey. If you insist this man, whose brain is, like, malfunctioning horribly, is, like, let loose. Like... He deserves as much of a tongue lashing as Cisco. Like, I'm sure he got back to Earth and they were like, what the fuck were you thinking? The man had been kazapped, the doctor was kazapped. like Yeah, no, he is effectively high 24-7,
1: and you j like, what the fuck? I mean, it makes me also wonder, so so Cisco was the emissary to Bajor. Mm-hmm. Cool. Good for him, man. But he's also the commander of, D- of Deep Space Nine. Yep. And I don't think you can beat both. Pick one.
3: I mean, that's like that's been the issue the whole time, is like they want Bajor to be chummy with them, so they've had to tolerate stuff like their deciding he's a religious figure, which definitely flies in the face of the prime directive.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I like how you said that, Ames. It was so enthusiastic. It yeah. is. It's like, it's
1: like what the <laughs> fuck, Cisco. Sis, I mean, and that's that's the other weird. Kirk part. and Picard wouldn't do this, and they love breaking the prime directive.
3: But like, and that's the other weird thing is they're like bitching about the fact that he's doing all this Bajoran shit. But it's also kind of like, again, sort of kind of part of the job since he's the emissary. Like he found the ancient city. Like. The Bajorans want him to be there. So it's, to me, as much a part of the diplomatic process as being on the station to do bullshits.
1: But it's two different jobs.
3: <laughs> yeah, but again, because because of the goals they the Federation has, they sort of need to tolerate the fact that he is the emissary because, again, the Bajorans want him to be, and they want to keep the Bajorans happy, so it's like, eh. yeah,
1: Yeah, there's, there's no way... This is illogical.
3: Mm. I mean, it makes sense, but it does fly in the face of their own rules, and they are happy to throw them out the window when it comes to getting a planet into the Federation that owns a wormhole.
0: But it also seems, though, like you would have... You should, you know, if you're Starfleet at this point, you're like, okay, this goes good commander, good captain, you know, he... You know, he does all the things, but there's this one glaring flaw, which is he sometimes has, like, crazy visions from these wormhole aliens. Maybe we should send, like, another dude out there, or lady, or whatever, to be, like...
1: Sentient plant.
0: Sentient plant. Send somebody yeah, else out there. Yeah, what's forward guard
2: up to these days?
1: <gasps> Miss right. him.
0: Just to be back up? I mean, I guess Worf was kind of like that, but if you want a stable individual backing up Cisco, you don't send Worf.
3: You don't send yeah any of his staff. You definitely, there is no one on that staff who is stable. Hmm. Like, because even if the chief was stable, some crisis is going to happen at some point yeah, and make gonna, him unstable again. He's
1: going to suffer some more because that's yeah. part of his job.
3: Yeah. Dax, you think, oh, Dax, she's stable until her worm acts up again. Bashir...
1: Well, these no. are also not people on the command path. That too, right? Like yeah. there is no one. There is no other main character who's in the command path.
0: Well, Worf is.
1: Well, Worf yes, is kind of a very he's... special case. And also,
3: he would be terrible at diplomacy.
0: Yeah, and yeah, because he's there as like a strategic, yeah, like advisor. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, you would think that you know maybe we should send out some other captain or. I don't know, station and uh, a vice admiral. On Eddington.
1: The no, wait.
0: Damn. Oops. Yeah, he was Too the backup. Soon. He's gone now. <laughs> I mean, like we said before, though, like the
3: minute the wormhole in, in their in quote unquote reality, the minute the wormhole was discovered and the importance of it was realized, they would have pulled literally the entire crew and replaced them.
1: They being uh, Starfleet? Starfleet. Okay.
3: Cause this was like we said. I think we said it, like this was clearly meant to be kind of just like a kind of a shit mission, you know? It's like, yeah. yeah it's
1: frontier, it's the edge of the frontier, no one goes out here. It's
3: unimportant. We gotta help stabilize this shitty little planet, cause like Picard and two other important people like it for some reason. But then like the minute the wormhole shows up, it's super important, and you're like, uh guys? Guys, that that station's being run by a combination of the B, C and D team. We need to we need to fix that.
0: Yeah, the fact that there isn't like permanent other than the Defiant, there isn't like a permanent fleet presence yeah. here is also crazy now that That's the Dominion true. is a thing. Well, That's e-
3: very true. Even before the Dominion, like, the fact that how long did it take them to get the Defiant? Was that season three? Like again, just the yeah. minute Bajor became that much of a of a of an important tactical location because of the wormhole, there should have been a like just just a an Excelsior clash, just permanently there, chilling.
0: Oh, that's all right, man. They had, uh, you know, three runabouts that explode if you bring <laughs> them. And whatever shit the Bajoran militia owns,
2: couple wonder, of uh, replicators, raiders.
0: We really should have been keeping track of how many runabouts have crashed. Yeah, seriously, because it's a lot.
3: Those things explode almost as easily as Oberth's. Hmm. But yeah, man. Avery Brooks is just uh, the perfect captain to have on hand when you need. I'm going crazy with visions overacting. Uh,
2: I thought his like seizing was really good.
3: Upsettingly, yes.
1: Good, He's, good. When he was when he was pulling a full on close encounters of the third yeah, top, uh, kind. That's
2: exactly Chris what kind. I called exactly it. Exact same thing. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yep. It was their homage that he just built the fucking obelisk out of his food.
2: Yep. Because so he was, was
1: going crazy.
3: So that was on purpose then? That was on purpose. <laughs> okay. Yeah.
2: yeah. I know these
1: shapes.
0: <laughs> I mean, that is basically the this episode is the plot of Close Encounters of the Third Kind, right? Yeah, in like a lot of ways. Yeah. He has a he has an encounter with like an alien thing and yep. then goes crazy.
1: Fixates like crazy. I've never seen it. It's a good movie. Worth a watch? Yeah. I'd say so. Yeah, I'd say I'd say it's so. It's
0: like from that era of like slower sci fi movies yeah. though. It's 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 a slow burn. Yeah.
2: I sort of, I sort of, of like that though. Yeah,
3: it, it's a very like it's I mean that's what we're hear not what we're here about, but yeah. Yeah, it's totally worth watching. What, what? else?
2: Oh yeah, Cassidy's back.
3: Cassidy's back. Yay. Uh, she chose a good time though, because like, you know, if she'd shown up when he wasn't high as a kite on visions and electricity, it might have been a slightly more awkward reunion, but instead right. he's just like DTF. Emissary? It's not even. Not really. it's not He's even like, want to
1: come to
2: Bejor? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's
1: it's down to go to Bejor and fuck around in some caves. Oh no, they
2: fuck in the caves. Oh god, well, don't, don't kid I also, yourself. It also they takes a couple hours
0: to get there on the runabout. Oh, so, that's true. You
1: know, Say that again, Jake.
0: Said it, it takes a couple hours to get there in the oh, runabout. Okay. So it's not like they were playing Fizbin. No, either, he so.
1: was he was making more models out of mashed potatoes. <laughs> it! Right.
2: We, we didn't forgot didn't to mention Fizbin. Yes. Oh yeah, Cork offered to teach Odo how to play Fizbin.
3: Yeah, nice little Easter egg. I loved it. Yeah, oh god, now I just imagine uh, Cisco coming back with Cassidy from Bajor on the runabouts being like, Chief, hose it down.
1: (laughs) No. Sorry.
0: Real real quick, because yeah, we probably should have mentioned Fizbin. That was a game that was made up. Yeah. It wasn't a real game. Nope. So did somebody... Yes. Did like... The Sigma like, Kirk like market it after that mission to be like No,
2: no, the gangster people did. Yeah, yeah. Somewhere out there there's a Fisbin planet, guys. Yeah,
1: there is there is a joke that the Sigma Iootians just developed the game themselves because it, that's the thing they do.
0: And exported yes. it. Yep. They fill in the blanks.
1: Wonderful. Which means have they
2: have they reached warp technology yet? If Quark knows Fisbin, they must have.
3: I mean, I feel like what probably had to happen was like
1: Someone went to check up on them.
3: They had to, yeah, they had, like, at that point the Prime Directive had been so fucked they probably had to try their best to course correct the culture and just sort of introduced them to the larger galaxy earlier than they normally would have.
1: This is what I would have really liked, because I think I mentioned when we were talking Trials and Tribulations that there was an idea to revisit that planet. And I I would have been like, yeah, I'd love to see what's going on with them. Everyone plays Fizben, everyone dresses up in Starfleet uniforms.
3: That would have been amazing. Oh, and again, just taking advantage of the fact that they know they can ask Shirok Lofton to do a bit more now. He had to uh, break down over his old man's, you know, yeah. oh, I, I guess uh, by default you're his medical proxy. It's like, oh, great. Good. They could good. call
1: Joe. Where's Joe? That's a good point. Good point, subspace. Yeah. Make, make the, the 18-year-old boy decide if his father lives or dies. That's a lot of work. Come on. Yeah. Well,
2: he went for it because he figured if his dad's still alive, maybe he doesn't have to clean up his room so often. There it <laughs> is.
3: And the other thing is Joe would have been like way more disconnected from all the events going on.
1: That's true. He wouldn't know like it's just, it's actually Ben Sisko's wish to keep the crazy powers.
3: Yeah, whereas like he wouldn't have been there for all that. They just would have been like here's what's going on. Here's, and he would have been like what? No, my son's being an idiot. Save his life. <laughs> whereas Jake has to like kind of feel bad about it, even though he shouldn't, you know? Yeah.
1: I want him to teach me that
2: jambalaya recipe. Yeah. Well, yeah, but he shouldn't until you until Ben wakes up and he's, like, mourning the loss. I mean, that was incredible from Avery Brooks. Mm. They're
1: gone! Yeah. Oh, my God. I made a great joke when he was like, they're gone, they're gone, you took them away. And my joke was, oh, the old uniforms? Because this is the <laughs> debut yeah. of the new uniforms. Yeah. Yeah, Because I, uh, this is the first episode after First Contact was in theaters, and they wanted to debut those uniforms in First Contact oh, first. Oh, cool.
3: Yeah, I, I, it was weird having them just show up randomly mid-season like that. Like, everybody says, whoa, whoa, I guess the new uniforms are here.
1: Yep.
0: All right, then. Admiral is still on the old uniforms.
3: Yeah, it takes them a while to eventually come up with an Admiral's version, because I feel uh, like...
0: We see it on Voyager, but...
3: Yeah, well, we'll see it in this, too.
0: Oh, that's true. Yeah, I think. Uh, but
3: I for the know. longest time, the dress uniform, even regardless of rank, is still just the. Oh yeah, because we see the long red coat.
2: We see Ben in the dress uniform, and was it in this episode or the next one?
3: No, we don't see him in the dress uniform at all.
1: Yeah, we saw him. I swear. Nope. We see him in the vest version and the long sleeve version. Yeah, I thought we saw episodes. him in the long red coat version.
3: Nope, not in these two. All right. Well. He does. Uh, he does pull off the action vest. A little better than Stuart, I will say.
1: They're still bulky. I don't. I don't think I like these uniforms as much as I like the other ones. Yeah, they're they definitely look not... hot
0: as hell. What? Mm. They look hot as hell.
1: Yeah, like, like warm. I can't
0: imagine working all day on a sound stage.
3: They should have
1: the worn these on uh, on Ascent Planet.
0: I was gonna say, like the
3: men's definitely aren't cut as closely as they had been previously. Uh, the women's
1: but, are always closely cut. Ha-cha-cha. Oh, my,
3: I think it was even worse this time. I forget if it's this one or the next one, but at one point it's just like, what the fuck did they just paint daxes on the poor woman? Mm. Like it is distractingly like compared to the previous uniform, it is like way too form fitting on her. Like let the poor woman breathe.
1: Woman, mm.
3: pretty much. I did like you know the end shot Cisco with his you know his son and his his sort of i guess uh Girlfriend. what's the word yeah they're their sort of new family unit as it were you yeah. know like
1: this is more important than weird religious bullshit yeah, yeah. cuz yeah we're we're deep in the religious bullshit era in DF's, DS9 cuz i know between this and destiny and ascension which is kind of what they call the the emissary trilogy mm. within the show like there is so much like weird profits driven stuff mm. well
3: it's funny because it's kind of i feel like they'd kind of left a lot of that stuff by the wayside and then you know we got the pa wraith recently and now we mm-hmm. got this and even next episode we're kind of back to some stuff that we would kind of left behind for a while so
0: no oh, like occupation stuff
3: yeah that it's like
0: terrorism
1: stuff too
3: in yeah interesting that like they're kind of picking up these threads, and I, I, I genuinely do not remember, like, if these, how much these continue on now that they seem to be picking them up again.
1: Yeah, when I do my research, a lot of, like, the the places that I read do a lot of spoiling for future things, so I try mm. not to go too, too deep.
3: Yeah. Like, well, some stuff I do remember, but I don't want to ruin anything, but other right. stuff I genuinely don't remember. Because, again, with a lot of these, I haven't seen them some of them I haven't seen, you know, since they aired, so we're talking 20-odd years ago. So I, you know, when I do remember something, it's either because I somehow saw it more recently or just for whatever bizarre reason, it stuck.
0: So what do we actually think were the nature of Cisco's visions? Was he being communicated with by the Prophets in real time, or oh, was this, like, okay. shit that was buried in his oh, brain interesting. There's that a was thing- there from from past you know, experiences. Oh, that's a good question. That was just think, unlocked by this, by I the electric shock. I think what shop.
1: Bashir says is whatever the zappy zap that happens to him does, it leaves some trace something or other in his brain that makes his senses more acute. intense. Yeah. yeah. Acute. And I think that might be something that's very involved, but yeah, I mean, it's sure the that's kind of thing. part of it,
0: but like the fact that he's, you know, like when, when he's walking through the promenade and like having clairvoyant, Things to say to people like, "Yeah, oh, the crops will be better this year." <laughs> like it was like legit Jesus stuff. Yeah,
1: yeah, he healed your that s- leper. What? Your son what you forgives
3: you, Admiral. Yeah, so I mean, and... it
0: couldn't have even been like knowledge that was unlocked. It had to have been like there. There was something going on with with the prophets in real time. I think.
3: Yeah, yeah, like the somehow between between the zap and using the orb of prophecy, right. like. It was maybe more directly connected. You talking about things like connections being made, so it's even possible that his sense of time was going a bit nonlinear.
1: Maybe having used possible. whatever the orb of time that sent them back to Trials and Tribulations time might have something to do with it. Because mm. I don't think Cisco ever like used an or like a prophecy orb before. He's only had that encounter in the wormhole before.
3: Did he ever Didn't Kai Opaka have him stand by an orb once, or am I making that up?
1: Oh god, I don't remember. Opaka died so goddamn early, or quasi-died. Fake died. So early in the show.
3: Yeah, Mm. I I can't remember if she had him orb at any point.
1: I know Kira orbed, I know Quark orbed. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Well, at any rate, I mean, perhaps we'll find out more about Cisco's connection to the Prophets in the future
1: oh we certainly will i know that he see- he sees all these locusts that are coming
0: yeah it's interesting that
1: i'm sure are reminiscent of something or other in whatever their stupid metaphor means but the in joke with the writers was that they were supposed to be like early early on there was a plot that they wanted to do where all these space locusts would come to bajor but the bajorans would be like yes this was prophesied therefore we should let them ravage our planet and cisco's like no, you shouldn't do that. They'll kill you. Come on.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, it was a warning, not like a lay out the welcome mat for the fucking locusts. Azure is such a disaster planet.
1: It really is. I'm so is. glad they're not in the Federation still. I yeah. mean,
0: on one hand, though, if they were in the Federation, maybe, you know, they would start getting more of the help they desperately need with, like, education. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah, I feel like there is one news station on Bajor, and it is the Bajoran version of Fox
0: News. No, it's fucking OAN, dude. Mm, yeah.
1: Yeah, and then every other show is just a proselytizer going on about religion.
3: And reruns of I Love Lucy, because hey, those are go. just, those are everywhere.
0: Anyway, shall we move on?
3: Yes, we should.
1: One oh. more brief thing, in that when is is interesting in this episode.
0: Yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that, her little speech. Yeah. Be very yeah, hey. good one.
3: Like, because, yeah, until she mentioned this, I just assumed she probably ran out the occupation just kind of chilling somewhere. Hmm. Like, so yeah, this, this would have been something interesting to have known
1: earlier. Well, earlier she was just, as I think I've mentioned before, she was just around to be evil. around Yeah, evil. yeah. And I know they're, like they said, they realized, like, what they've been doing with Dukat, which was trying to, like, make him, like, a a complex flavor of evil. Yeah. Now they've given when a new complex flavor, which I, which I'm, I'm behind like a hundred percent. I
2: like it, but I also don't want her to be a sympathetic character. Like I don't want to feel sorry for her.
0: No, I I agree. But I also think that having, it's not so much that she's a sympathetic character, but giving her, making sense of her motivations. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's always, even when she's being evil, as she's been in the past, you can understand that at least from her point of view, she thinks she's doing what's best for Bajor. Right. Or, like she like and objectively, it's not like anybody looking from the outside could see, be like, what the fuck? Right. Um, you know, and she thinks that she is the best for Bajor, which is why, you know, she does that whole power play with like the circle and everything. Yeah. Mm. Um, Just
1: like when we talked about with Ducat. Ducat is the hero of his own story. Wynn is kind of the hero of her own own story because everything she does makes sense to her. It's not just done because the writers need it to happen. It's done because it's all in character.
0: Yeah. From her perspective, like having been imprisoned because of her religious practices. um, It makes a lot of her make sense. Right, exactly.
3: It makes her a little, it gives her some depth.
0: It gives her a martyr complex,
3: right? (laughs) You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, totally.
3: Definitely. But yeah, it'll be, that'll be an interesting nugget to sort of have in the back of one's mind going forward whenever we continue to see her. The things she will inevitably, my child all over the place. <laughs>
0: nice. Uh, well, anywho, more Bejor shenanigans. Oh, man. And the darkness and the light. In this episode, well, let's just see. Uh, people are just knocking off friends of Kira. Yep. While well, Kira people is she- knocked up. Hey, Hey. Hey. so people that she was in the resistance with are dying. Um, They're being murdered. Mm -hmm. And then after each murder, someone is sending Kira a taunting voicemail saying, that's one. The warranty
1: on your vehicle is uh, coming.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Ah, uh, your Google business listing is about to expire. Oh,
1: I've not gotten that one.
0: Oh, I get that one. I think it's because I'm on the paperwork for corporate stuff.
1: Mm.
0: Anyway, so yeah, these are all people that she's worked with during the occupation. Most of whom are members of her resistance cell, but one of them isn't. Although well, she's she was, a, she's an, an informant, informant.
1: Yeah, of that of the Shakar resistance um, cell.
0: And they're like, and they're also like really creative sort of assassination things.
1: Yeah. And techno and really technical too.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. So like Mostly um,
1: bombs and shit.
0: Yeah. There's like a fucking convoluted. We got our, we got a return to our favorite horrific transporter. Oh,
1: wow. Yeah, um, yeah. That was give awful. Me, give me TMP any day. Yeah. No, this was, was
0: awful. She, at least she didn't make noise. Yeah. She was, she was fully toasted by the time she materialized. Unlike the thing in, uh, T.M.P. Or, uh, yeah, no, they like
3: she just was killed. Like it is implied that in T.M.P. they lived for a second.
2: They merged. They lived. They didn't live for they long. Gurgled, no, so they died. Luckily,
3: but they she just no. Anyway, sorry. Go on.
2: <laughs> Chris is and not. Uh, we have well. uh,
0: so then you know so this is going on and of course is freaked out and is worried that she's going to be next.
1: And then uh, more of her friends will die, that, yeah. and that sucks
0: too. Yeah, though. also that. But she's, also, so she's, she's got a
1: stupid baby inside of her.
0: So she's put under, you know, guard. You know, Odo, of course, is trying to get to the bottom of it. But somehow, despite Odo's vig, vil, vig, vigilance, Jesus Christ, um, vigilance, uh, village people, two <laughs> Why, two fucking Bajoran that. terrorists managed to sneak not only onto the station but into Kira's room and disarm and knock out the guard. Yeah. Fortunately for Kira, they're her friends who we've met previously. They were uh, the the farmer couple that was uh, friends with Shakar, the one-armed man. And they're like, oh, well, we'll protect you. And
3: they brought her some Chekhov's
0: herbs. Yeah, they brought her some herbs, which, again, despite it being a Chekhov's gun, I I thought that played out really well. I I like that they telegraphed that early. Mm. Um, But yeah, there's some herbs that that you give to Bajoran women who are pregnant that makes them not sneeze, I guess. But she doesn't like taking them because they act as a stimulant and not even a normal sedative will let her sleep while she takes the herbs.
2: And I believe she says they smell like something that grew out of Quark's ears. Yeah, A
1: nice detail. Or they taste like something?
2: Or taste like, yeah. Either way. Doesn't sound pleasant. I wonder why she's licking Quark's ears, but...
1: Uh, A new kind
0: of umox. Oh, boy. Oral umox. Anywho. So her friends are there and they're like, you know, we'll protect you. Don't worry. You're in safe hands. And then they get killed, too. Whoops. Somebody puts a bomb on the. um, And this is in the O'Brien's apartment. So they blow up the O'Brien's apartment. Man. Fortunately. Well, not fortunately. but like, I guess fortunately for us, anyway, only those two were in it. The O'Briens are okay.
2: This is like the most convoluted one of all, too, though, right? Because they said that it like it like locked on to their bio readings from like a ship that was docked at DS9 and then attached to their windows. Uh, like, I don't know. The seems- oh, yeah. I mean, it was
0: it was it was very convoluted. But Anyway, Odo finally gets some leads. And he's like, all right, I'm going to check out these leads. And then Kira's like, fuck that noise. I'm going to check out the leads. So she gets the list. She kills three of the people on the list. No. Um, no, no.
2: She, when she said eliminated, she means that she knocked them off the list because she knew that they were that's not. What,
0: that's what you think she meant. No, that's mm. definitely what she it's meant. It's ambiguous. She said that, no, have, she
2: said she knew that they couldn't have been the ones. Know, it's not ambiguous.
0: I think she killed them.
1: No. Do you trust what she says? I think I, she do. I
2: trust her.
0: broke some knees. Yeah. Minimum. Anywho. Um, Fine. I
1: just don't think she killed them.
0: She killed them and then looked up their alibi. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Shoot first, ask questions later. Good Sounds job, Kira. Kira. Uh,
0: so she narrows it down to to a dude that lives on Seti Alpha Five. <laughs> she beams into his little hovel, and uh, he's got like a hologram pretending to be a Cardassian. And it turns out it is a Cardassian, Sandor Clegane, the Cardassian,
3: oh. the Phantom t- of the Opera, the Cardassian.
0: He's got he's got half of his face melted. And it turns out that he was just... Yes, he was on Bajor during the occupation, but he was just like uh, a cleaner. He wasn't wasn't a a bad Cardassian. And the Resistance cell, including Kira, blew up the house that he worked in of the Gull that he served and killed a bunch of people. And his whole thing was, you know, the... Oh, the, the resistance was, was indiscriminate in their killing of Cardassians. You know, you're you're awful, you're murderers, you killed innocents. And look, see, I, I'm I'm only killing the guilty. I'm not killing anyone that's that wasn't guilty of murder before me. In fact, I will go so far as to not kill you until I cut your baby out of you, so you know, so that the innocent doesn't have to die. It's like, uh Kira's like, yeah, but but if you cut a baby out of me, it, it will die. Like it, it can't live on its own. That that's why it's in there. Well,
2: especially um, this baby at yeah, this
0: especially time. Especially this one. So of course, she's like, Well, wait a minute. If you're gonna cut me open, at least give me a sedative. Because you know, it's you're not your whole point, your point is to kill me, not torture me to death. So at least give me a sedative. So he's like, All right, I'll do that. But of course, because she's been taking her Quark's ear root. <laughs> uh she uh she didn't she only faked being asleep and then right as he's about to cut into her she beats the shit out of him and then shoots him in the chest and kills him. And then she has a sad because she realizes hmm he might have been right that being a terrorist and killing indiscriminately does indeed have some moral questionability to
1: it. Yeah, looking the at end. looking at this episode, what was the name of the episode we just watched in which we learned that all constables are bad? Oh, that one.
2: uh, From The the one where Odo was pretending to be a Cardi for a while?
3: Yeah, yeah. What was that called? Um, uh, it
1: was like last week. We like like yeah. He Without Sin? Yeah, no, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that no, that's the yeah, No, that's the, that's the bad one where Jesse and Warfare. were Oh, right. It. That's right. Oh, damn it. Well,
2: yeah, oh, it was the, the fucking, same week anyway. Doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. looking at that one, like, so... So close to this one, like they're very interesting when they parallel off each other. When you kind of see, like, no one's hands are clean, in like on this ship, on this yeah. station, yeah. But maybe Jake Cisco, probably when he hasn't been stirring the jumble. I mean, wrong.
0: his hands aren't clean because he just never washes them. <laughs>
1: the dirty child.
3: <laughs> I know, you know the one thing I say to Kate, like, man, you imagine the night in the O'Brien apartment, though. Where uh, Kira's two terrorist friends and the chief and her are all just sitting there. The three of them who aren't pregnant getting shit faced and all four of them just talking shit about Cardassians hmm. all night. Mm. You know, that's what happened.
2: Oh, of course. It seems likely. But
0: yeah, I mean, I don't know. So this episode for me, like, I like the idea that we're actually exploring the morality of the, the Bajoran resistance.
1: Yeah, and another visitor act like acts her ass off too.
0: Oh yeah, she does great. I mean, this reminded me a lot of the one where, um, you know, we see the the investigation. You know, the one where we go back in time to the occupation, right? And, uh, you know, and it turned out that she she did kill a dude who was gonna inform on people.
3: That's the thing. It does kind of feel like we've been here before. Yeah, and there was something kind of anticlimactic about it.
0: That's yeah. yeah, I agree. The fact that it was just some random Cardi.
3: Which is the point. A
0: little
3: bit. And like that is the idea, is like random people who weren't military, who weren't directly involved in any way, were hurt. That was that was the whole point, but it somehow still didn't quite land right. Maybe because he was so fucking bonkers.
0: <laughs> yeah, he he definitely had that like I'm a crazy hermit. Yeah, I you speak know, in Ted poetry Kaczynski situation.
3: Yeah, like maybe if he was, you know, if it was a vendetta, but he wasn't legit. It puts the lotion in the basket. I
2: said the same (laughs) fucking thing. I was like, okay, Buffalo Bill. Jesus Christ. The fact that he was just so clearly mad made it, it weakened it somehow. Well, plus we didn't get to see him dancing to Goodbye Horses, which I think is really a missed opportunity. (laughs)
0: I don't would know. you for fuck me, me like <laughs> like I think I think it was a little obvious that it would have been a Cardassian. Oh,
1: that's interesting. I would have liked
0: to see some subversion of that, where it was like, oh no, this yeah. was a Bajoran that oh, happened like that. to work for a Cardassian and was, mm. was well, wrecked.
2: not maybe not even that. Like it could have been like a jilted wife whose like husband was killed in the line of duty as a terrorist or whatever could have yeah. really done that's a lot to. But I also, Furled you know Arm.
0: Like? Back from the dead.
2: I honestly felt like I felt when we lost Sarek, which is that I felt like losing these two of Kira's yeah. friends like this was like a fucking waste.
4: Yeah.
1: They need the stakes to be high at all times.
2: I I mean I know, but it just it it they didn't feel I don't know. It just felt it felt like a waste of two like pretty interesting characters. And, like, I knew they were going to die. As soon as they showed up, I was like, oh, y'all are fucked. Yep. Yeah. But even so, I don't know, just, it felt like a real waste of, like, two interesting established characters. Why couldn't they have killed off Shikar? Yeah.
1: yeah. Originally, Shikar was supposed to be in both this and epi- and uh, Rapture. But I guess they realized that his role would have been so small in both episodes that it wasn't worth hiring the actor mm. and paying him.
3: Well, that's the other thing, like, this guy's like, look, I can only do so much. This guy's the president of Bajor. He's got a lot more security.
4: Hmm. Yeah, that's true. Maybe, I don't know. Well, if also, he like, he wasn't directly involved
0: yeah. in the action. That no, this that's, guy was that's true. But for.
3: you feel like, you know, the buck stops with the guy in the cell is literally named after. True. He probably signed off on it. So,
1: but he's he, the president now. Yes. And That's a different statement you But this
0: guy, making. I mean, is such a freaking brilliant assassin. Like, that's the other that's thing. That's true. Like, like this guy puts freaking you know, I'm Garrick, sc- Garrick to shame in his yeah. covert assassin skills. I'm like, how is this guy not a member of the Obsidian Order? Yeah, he seriously. I mean, he probably like the fact that he was just oh, I, like Garrick was a gardener on, in on um, Romulus on Romulus. So maybe this guy being a cleaner on Bejor is more of the same.
3: Could Maybe. be right,
2: actually. I hadn't even thought of that, but you're probably right. Yeah, um, like
3: well, you know, and I get what they were going for, but for some reason it didn't land with me.
1: The episode, or or his being the guy behind it all, kind of all of it. All right, yeah. yeah the thing I look at, because I look at, at Kira's growth throughout the seasons, and I think last season we were talking about how Kira has been looking at the her terrorist lifestyle, kind of like in the rearview mirror, and like yeah. looking at like. She's moved away. She's moved forward, like, in duet. Like, she made a lot of leaps and bounds in duet where she can look at Cardassians as individuals and not as, you know, all Cardassians must die because you're here. Yeah. And then she delivers this speech to Cilar Ann Prynne saying, like, no, all Cardassians all needed to die who were on the planet, which, yes, was very true for her at the time. So I almost wonder if it kind of needed a little something else because it made it feel like we weren't seeing the same character anymore. I kind of wanted to see her growth that she's had these past couple seasons also in that scene. Yeah, that's what I mean.
3: It just, it felt like this was a leftover script from an earlier season. Hmm. Aside from her being pregnant. Yeah. Like, it's you know, it's, it's ground we've been through. And yeah, you're right. That's part of the problem. It, it feels like a lot of the lessons she has learned up until now have been forgotten, or something, or you know or it, like and if it was supposed to be like a a relapse or like a you know even though she has consciously learned in some way, there's still this core of her that's still there, like it didn't come through quite as well, like again, I can see a lot of what they were trying it just I don't think they quite managed it in the writing.
1: Yeah, it needed a, it needed like an extra layer of something. I'm not sure what that something was because I also know like looking at that scene where she's telling I keep wanting to call it Vilex prank. God damn it. Siller and Prin. When she's telling Siller and Prin like, "No, you you all Cardassians deserve to die because you are somewhere where you shouldn't have been." Yeah. Uh like it needed her to say like, "I don't want to kill you, but I'll kill you now if I have to because, you know, it's fucking self-defense at this point." Yeah. And she kills the fuck out of him in self-defense. Yeah. And also defending that baby thing.
2: Yeah. Um, and she probably liked yeah. it a little bit too, though.
1: <laughs> the killing? Oh yeah, Kira yeah. Hart's killing. The second Odo says, if I give you this list, you'll go kill these people. And she's like, hell yes, I would. Give yeah, me that you're list.
3: right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, I, think, I guess it's, it's also been a while since we've been able to visit any of this. Because, of course, it's now been a while since they established the new Cardassian government. And they've ostensibly been... Sort of at peace with Cardassia.
1: Yeah, Shakar is the president now. So yeah. everyone's cool. We've well, had they, a couple I mean, of golden cut Kira
2: now. Buddy comedies. Sorry,
0: Jake. Go ahead. Uh you know, they have a legitimate treaty with, yeah. uh, with Cardassia now. So it's it's more than just like not being hostile. They're legit allies. Yeah. Um
1: We're all fighting the Klingons at the moment.
0: So something that struck me, I don't know, maybe it's not weird. I thought it was a little odd. So here is boyfriend, Shakar. She has she has this thing where she's talking about you know oh I joined the yeah Resistance I think I thought of this too when I was literally a child
2: thirteen she said um, so, I thought she said sixteen no whatever 13. it was, no, I, it thought it was, it was 13, I thought it was thirteen I too. misheard yikes
0: so like that's so like yeah I get it they're both adults now but he's known her since she was a child ugh and it it does seem a little odd um it's grooming
2: ish. And yeah. that's the thing. groomy. Up until is. this
3: point, I'd assumed they were
2: of an age, roughly the same age. Me too. Yeah, me too. Maybe he Although was. We also don't know. 16 I mean, Shikar 13. could
0: be like. We don't know how young Shikar was. I mean, he yeah, could have been true. only weird. a couple years older than her, presumably.
2: Weird. Yeah, he might have only been eighteen. But then, how was the cell named after him if he was so
0: young? Maybe he. Maybe it was just like. Maybe like the Shikar cell was started out as just like an edgy high school group, <laughs> just like. Goths.
1: Yeah. Also, you got to assume that the cell was around for a long time. Like, how long did the cell stand? Yeah. Probably a decade, two decades? Well, I mean,
0: think about how old Kira is. If she started in it when she was 13 and it was already established, and now she's you an know, adult in her 30s, at least. Don't know. I mean, I don't know. She couldn't be over 30 because that's literally the age that you. Turn into an old person <laughs> in Star Trek. Yep.
2: Just ask Bashir. <laughs> yep.
0: Um, and she still seems pretty young to me. So. But no. I, I mean she's probably in her 30s. Or supposed to be in her 30s. So it's probably like 15 or 20 years. Possibly that the Shakar cell was active.
1: Probably yeah. In which case she grew up. With Shakar. Grew, grew up. I want to say under Shakar. But that sounds weird. Oh, Damn it. Eh. Damn it. Ooh.
3: Yeah, in in the real world, at least, she's only five years younger than the guy that plays Shakar.
1: Yeah, but that means nothing in Star Trek. No, in I In the real know. world, Nimoy and his father, uh, whose actor I've forgotten the name of, it's gone now. Mark no. Leonard. Mark Leonard, yeah. Nimoy oh, yeah, and Mark they're... Leonard are basically the same
3: age. Yeah, you see that a lot, actually.
1: But here's they... another question, because we see that Kira says something to the effect of, uh, I think it was Lupasa made her earring for her.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, I was I under that.
1: the Im- yeah. I was under the impression that the earrings were like tied to your family because I think that's how they noticed people's whatever their caste system was Dejara. called. Yeah.
2: Well, maybe hers. This replaced her original jewelry because she was claiming her new family.
1: Yeah, but someone recognizes her on the station as a person of you know X Y Dejara.
2: Oh, but I thought no. I thought
0: it was because of her name. I thought they knew that Kira was a. Was it from the shit artist oh,
2: Jara? yeah, I thought that wow. was the case oh, too. I thought
3: it was the earring. It's also possible that I mean even though she made it for her, maybe she'd had a previous one that was lost or, or something she
1: customized it for her yeah
3: or... you know made her a new ah, one, you're
1: a you're a, you're a, in the Kira family, therefore I'll add the K
3: yeah, it is like she could have based it on the original design in some capacity so that those cultural markers are at least still there.
1: yeah, because I do know that Kira has recognized someone by their earring before.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but I am I'm imagining, yeah. So she recognized
1: the Oh, actually
2: the um... Well, yeah, Goldie Cut does that with his baby mama too. Well,
3: oh, not yeah, just but... that. Um you know, what's his name? The the guy who was like
1: Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They right. smuggled the his earring
3: out.
0: Yeah, the guy that they rescued from the
1: Lee Major No, no. no, no, no. <laughs> Lee no Nalas. No yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: there we go. Um good call yeah, but I'm assuming those people just have, like, I, it's probably a thing if you know somebody and somebody's famous enough, you would recognize their earring. I would Yeah.
3: Think.
1: Maybe. The earrings are very important to them, so yeah, it makes sense. Speaking of ears, Nog, who was here on the oh, other yeah. station, uh, we learned that Ferengi lobes are better than computer analysis?
0: Faster, at least.
1: Mm, I, I, I am incredulous about this.
0: So Data was able to hear everybody when, when...
1: In cause and effect? In cause
0: and effect. Oh, yeah. He heard the, the How recording. How many people were banging. Yep. Yep. When they when they played back the recording, he could hear everybody's distinct voice. And That's what right. they were talking about. Forgot
3: about that.
1: He's a so, computer, though.
0: He's a computer. And also, pro- potentially, the fidelity of that recording was a lot better than whatever was sent to... Kira,
3: well data data is a computer but with a bespoke neural net that no one has yet been able to copy true plus let's be here's the other thing the computer on ds9 is a piece of shit <laughs> it
1: has Cobbled. A pup. pups in there yeah
3: pups in there <laughs> it's a mix of like cardassian shit with starfleet bits and bobs
2: it's well, and the Phantom of Cardassia is probably using his like forty-year-old flip phone to record the audio or to to tape it, and then you know yeah. put some put some filters over it. And yeah. yeah. Text, <laughs> can, you, it, can you text it back? Can you run play it through Fiz Snapchat? It? <laughs> no, but you can play Snake. Okay.
0: Yeah, and dude's, falling numbers, dude's, du- you, dudes using Audacity, and he's just playing it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I was thrown off a little bit actually when the the second, you know, that's two mm. went and Quark had it. Because I oh, feel like yeah. they should have immediately been like, Quark, what do you have to do with this? Quark, yeah. who do you know? Quark, where did you get this? I thought the And then it's dropped entirely.
3: Yeah. Well, because what it was is it was in a delivery that he got and he was yeah, supposed he to had. give it to her.
1: But he's duplicitous as fuck.
3: Well, yeah, that's clearly it. the one thing that. uh the phantom of cardassia did not realize
1: well i thought at least at least odo should have questioned him cuz we've already established that odo always questions quark
3: true and i'm sure he did off camera but i feel like for all that's wrong with him i don't think quark would consciously be involved in a plot against kira yeah oh, i'm
1: no, thinking he the same would. thing cuz the fact that he had the thing and no one like was like what do you have this thing for? Never came up Was a little distracting. It also
0: was just weird. I mean, maybe it was just the way to shoehorn Armin Shimmerman into the episode, Mm. but like, it It just seemed weird from, from a writing perspective that they would make that be something Quark had.
3: I think it was just really for the sake of the creepiness of having it, her having it playing and you don't know where it's coming from at first.
2: Yeah, that was definitely sketchy.
3: And they were like, "Eh, Quark got it and turned it on when he shouldn't have." Shrug, which does sound like a thing he'd do. He, he, I'm sure he reads people's mail if he can.
2: Oh, mm. definitely. It took me until that's three to understand that they were saying that's one, that's two, that's three.
0: Yeah, well, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't get it on the first one. It, I thought it was going to be some like weird Bajoran language or something. That's what I thought too. See, I,
2: was,
3: I had thought, oh. It, is he saying that's one? No, that's too obvious. It's eh. like, Oh, nope, that is what he said.
0: Okay.
4: Yeah,
1: yeah, it's very funny because I guess like this whole pitch was a riff on Agatha, Agatha Christie's and then there were none. Oh. With just, you know, everyone being knocked off one at a time. And right. In that, and in the play, dumb play, one of the little figurines in the closet gets removed every time someone gets killed. Huh.
3: Interesting. I've never actually seen it or read it
1: is that the same one that
2: um it's also called 10 little indians yes. but no one
1: calls it that anymore no yeah <laughs> i've
2: read that that's one of the few agatha christie novels i've read actually it was given it was gifted to me so but i was just yeah i was just wondering if it was the same but yeah yeah
0: well because yeah the the in the original title right little it's indians, 10 little Indians. it was indian figurines were right
2: the, the things right and that's i think the version i read
1: Great, great, great detail in which after Kira has gone into Odo's office and stolen the names, Odo Mm. walks in, takes one look at where his chair is and says, someone's been in here. It's Kira. I know exactly what's going on because he's that good a detective. (laughs) Well,
2: and because he just knows Kira. Yeah. And he knows his his chair. And his chair. He's just just
1: super
3: anal is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs)
0: you know. I mean,
3: any good detective is, though,
0: I think. Although he I mean, he's anal about his chair. But you know, two Bajoran terrorists sneaking in.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Guys eating, sleeping, (laughs) masturbating, (laughs) shitting, pissing. Okay, making love with Quark. Yes, making
3: love with Quark. None of the security staff. Like, how many people does Kira knock out when she's trying to decompress the entire habitat ring? Three or four, right? Yeah.
1: Actually, why the fuck is this Odo's investigation? Because he basically says the instant that they learn that La- that Latha has been killed, he's like, "I'm on it. This is my investigation." I'm like, "Dude, this should be something Bajor should be doing. Well, what sure are you doing?" Also,
0: do investigate. Like, I think he takes a personal interest in it because it's Kira. Mm. And yeah, I'm, I'm he does, assuming definitely. that there's also a real police investigation happening.
1: We just never story. talk with them.
3: Yeah. I mean, let's be honest, would you trust the Bajoran police to do anything right?
1: I don't trust ba- right. any Bajoran to do anything. Wow. <laughs> maybe yell at Cloud.
3: <laughs> I mean, I trust Kira to kill Icardi.
1: Mm. She did. I've seen her do it.
2: Yeah. Dumped the her. real
1: hero of the story, though, is the Makara herb. <laughs> That's true.
2: Yeah. yeah. In spite of its stank.
3: I hope for her sake, maybe the fresh ones don't taste as bad. Is the one mm. she'd been getting from Julian.
2: I'm still just really bummed that her friends get it. Yeah. That's a real bummer. Yeah. They're way more interesting than fucking Shakar, and I know oh, yeah. we're not done seeing him. Or at least I assume we're not. I think we'll see him soon. Will mm. we? Unfortunate. Uh. <laughs> just feel like he's one of those, like... Especially now that we learned that they met when she was so young. You just feel like, I keep getting older, but high school girls stay the same age. Hey. Just feel like that's Shakar. I hate him.
1: Yikes. Just hate Gross. him. And then I'm gonna go haunt their grandmas.
2: <laughs>
1: right, I forgot that
2: was him.
1: You know what he reminds me of? He reminds
2: me of Rex Manning from, uh... From Empire Records somehow. I mean, you said
3: that before. Have I don't I? Know, I don't know if you said it well, on the show, but you've definitely said that before. That
2: I'm glad that then because I that means I mean it. Doubly. I doubly mean it. He reminds me of Rex Manning.
3: Yeah, no, there's definitely a Rex Manning vibe.
2: Yeah, and that he's a sleaze and his hair is bad. <laughs> <laughs> and he was cool once, but isn't now. That's <laughs> basically it. That's he is Rex Manning of Bajor.
3: Rex Manning of Bajor.
2: Bajor and Rex Manning well cool. well are we done god i hope so and i'm sure our listeners do too <laughs> well <laughs> if you like what you heard and you want to hear more start to steer her by we're a weekly podcast and you can find us wherever wherever fine podcasts are sold we are on soundcloud stitcher apple podcasts spotify I don't know probably some other ones don't worry about it you found us this time i have faith that you'll do it again if you want to find us somewhere else you don't just want to listen to our voices uh, you want to you want to read things that we share or read things that we've written or i don't know you're just really lonely you want to see if there's other people who like this show that you could you know have a community with you can find us on facebook by searching for a star to steer her by we're on tumblr and twitter at sshb podcast or you can check us out at sshbpodcast.com. As usual, I have been Caitlin. I have been Jake. This has been Chris.
1: And this is always Ames. And we
2: were reminded this week of a a rule of acquisition. I don't remember which one it was. Uh, Oh, I don't remember the number but do you remember what it was? It was uh... No, do you? I do. debtors like
3: family members. Exploit them.
2: That's the one. There it is. Thank you, Worf.